Hey, welcome back. Melbourne Coffee Culture Podcast. Thanks for listening. Just a quick update on COVID-19 in Melbourne, Australia. How are you doing? How's your cafe going? How's your local cafe going? How's your city going? You know, the Melbourne lockdown has been pretty significant. I'd say one in three cafes are closed. I'd say at least one in five will never reopen. I'm concerned about those that do reopen because there's just not the foot traffic that there used to be. I walked through the Melbourne CBD yesterday. Starbucks was about the only player that was open. Brunetti's was closed. That's one of our big Italian chains, local chain. Uh, There were a few local cafes open, but mostly closed. I couldn't believe it. Entire laneways closed. De Graves Lane, everything closed. That was the number one tourist destination in Melbourne there, where they had all the restaurants and cafes out open on the street. What's happening in your area? I know that the two uh, patterns I've observed are, number one, the city is empty. There's just no one around. You could film a zombie movie. I'm thinking, I am legend, Will Smith. Be a great time to do that. Docklands is empty. Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of office workers are not in the city. What's happening to the bakers and the, you know, the milk delivery company, the truck drivers, the bacon, the eggs? What are they doing? There's no one to deliver to. This is going to have a huge economic impact. Now, we're not discussing, you know, monetary policy, fiscal policies, conspiracy theories, but I did predict. Two years ago, I predicted that there'd be a consolidation. One in every two cafes would have to close. We're in a mature market. We've reached decline. There are too many players. The competition's too high. We reached peach, peak coffee. Peak coffee. We had the most amazing roasters roasting the most amazing green coffee. We had the most amazing equipment. We had cafes on every corner, two, three, four, on every corner. We had huge price competition. And we had a huge labor force of expert baristas. I mean, you, most baristas had worked for you know, world champions, you know, at least worked for latte art champions or Australian champions, come out of other big roasters. And we had really an incredible time for a number of years. I'd say from 2011 to 2019 was peak coffee. You could get an incredible hand-picked Arabica 90-plus coffee roasted by you know, Code Black or Sensory Lab or a boutique roaster like Maker or Symmetry or one of the many local contract roasting companies and you'd get get a double espresso for $3.50 or $3.80 and you'd get a latte for $4 or $3.80 or $4.20 and you could get that, you know, an hour from the city, half an hour from the city in a local tourist destination, a beach town, an hour and a half, two hours from Melbourne, an hour and a half, two hours from Brisbane, you could get a specialty coffee that I don't think you'd find anywhere else in the world. And so it's been an amazing time. We had peak coffee. We we were very spoiled. You know, we had the labor wars. We had the media going crazy about the underpayment of staff. And we had you know, a lot of cafes boycotted 
by the public for not paying staff because we we reached a point of peak coffee where we were spoiled. We, we were expecting the best of the best everywhere and we were expecting to be paid 25 30 $35 an hour. <laughs> Unfortunately, those days are gone. You know, there are lots of trends. The observation for me, number one, is the CBD is dominated by chains. I saw Starbucks, I saw Cocoa Black. I didn't see much else. In the suburbs, the My Locals, we call them My Locals, they're doing all right. If you live in the suburbs and you're surrounded by houses, those cafes are doing okay. I'd still say one in three are closed. I'd say at least one in three will never reopen. And what I'm concerned about is as restrictions lift on the 1st of June in Victoria, similar in other parts of Australia, we're allowed to have 20 people sitting in. I'm so excited, I can't wait. But I'm concerned that many cafes are gonna reopen, they've been hanging on, they've got their job keeper payments, they've got their rent assistance. But the problem is there's no people. There's, the people still have not really gone back to work. So I think the cafes, I'm hoping that the cafes that are open get a little bit busier, but if the other two out of three reopen, you know, cafes doing eight kilos a week are gonna be doing one or two. Cafes doing 30 are gonna be doing 10 or 12 because there's just tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who are not commuting, not working in the city. Their banks and their, you know, companies are, are reconsidering whether they return to the city at all, whether they return to their leases. We know that there's talk of it being a new normal, but that new normal isn't just about the way people work. It isn't just about commuting from home, working from home. It isn't just about this crazy new economy. The German government is has sold government bonds at minus 0.66%. They're selling debt. <laughs> the government is selling, the, the German government is selling bonds at negative 0.66% interest rates and banks are buying them. Banks are buying them because they would prefer to be guaranteed to lose less than 1%. It's crazy. It's a crazy new world out there. But, but those are macro changes. The micro changes is very interesting. There are going to be a lot, a lot less people traveling. I mean, who's booking international flights at the moment? Who, who's booking holidays? how many businesses are expanding and, and taking on new leases in the CBD. It isn't all doom and gloom, but we have to be resilient. We wanna, we wanna make use of our direct trade relationships with farms. We wanna make use of the green coffee that we have stored. We wanna use it, we wanna brew it, we wanna taste it. We want those small businesses to stay in business. We want, you know, we're seeing obviously a lot more takeaway, a lot more home delivery but there's a lot of coffee equipment. What's gonna to happen to all the coffee equipment? I'd love to know. What's gonna to happen to all the hundreds and thousands of llamas ocos and grinders that are no longer being used? Where are they all? It's gonna, no one's gonna know for at least a couple of years. Um, what's happening in your city? I'd be really interested. So what I'm seeing is the, the city is, is completely closed down, very, very, very desolate, very empty 
Very few players open at least three out of five closed temporarily. I'm concerned that when they reopen, that there's just not going to be the foot traffic. I would say in June, it'll be one-tenth of the foot traffic that we had pre-COVID. That's my prediction, one in ten. I'd say it's going to be 12 months before cafes get back to normal trade, and that's assuming that one in every two cafes never reopens. That's my prediction. We're seeing a lot more... We're going to see a lot more uh, of the gig economy in coffee. We're going to see a lot more pre-purchasing. We're going to see a lot more apps, not only for labour, but for booking. We're going to need to get to... We're going to need to use data to bring efficiency into the entire supply and delivery chain. So we're going to need to see people telling cafes, you know, a week in advance that we're patrons, we're going to come to your cafe. On Saturday, for example, let's say on Saturday, I'm going to a cafe with with a friend. I can go onto some sort of platform, some sort of app. Maybe it's an opportunity for Foursquare to come back or Facebook and say, hey, I'm going to meet my friend at your cafe on Saturday, book a table. The cafe then increases or decreases staff and increases or decreases its stock on the basis of knowing objectively that that a certain number of seats are going to be filled. Of course, there's still going to be people walking in off the streets, but we're going to need to see a lot more efficiency in the entire delivery chain as well as the entire supply chain. I'm excited. I think that this is a shake-up that we needed to have. I think that the best and the worst are going to survive. (laughs) What I mean by that is some of the most innovative, boundary-pushing businesses are going to be birthed out of this. Some great new players, some great young players. However, unfortunately, this is a capitalist economy and those with capital are the ones that are going to survive. The few, the one or two or three percent, they're not necessarily going to be the best quality, but the ones backed by big corporations or the ones with a lot of capital are going to be able to survive. We're going to see a lot of innovation. We're going to see a lot of technology. We're going to see a lot of um, automation, automation in coffee production. We're going to see a lot less labor. And we're going to see, unfortunately, a lot of permanent closures in the months to come. How's it going in your city? I'd love to know. You can actually respond with a an audio response using the Anchor app. That's anchor.fm. I manage the cafe-driven Instagram account. I manage the Batchy Instagram account, B-A-T-C-H dot Y on Instagram. And I'm Jonathan Sciola on Twitter and Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know how we can support your local and see what you see in your city. This has been the Melbourne Coffee Culture Podcast. Thanks for listening.